Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now 40 to 60% off. And women's boots and shoes to finish the look 50 to 60% off. And upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart Collection now 65% off. Plus, Macy Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. going on folks everyone thank you for downloading and listening to yet a new episode it's been a little while of the retro gamers larry here and anthony here what's happening Ant? oh i don't know <laughs> i got you know, i feel like we I feel have like the we same question and answer yeah we uh, no we haven't we took uh, we had a week off uh, just life got in the way things got busy it happens you uh, can just tell everybody that you wanted to go trick-or-treating it's okay <laughs> but that would have been on the tuesday <laughs> Well, yeah, but, you know, as adults, you can go trick-or-treating, like, you know, the whole weekend prior. I'm sure, you know, that's my might have done. My parents did set up a trick-or-treating table at their house. One side of it was candy for the kids, and the other side was alcoholic beverages for the adults going with the kids. That was, that, That's a very wise move. <laughs> and I think they ran out of booze before they ran out of candy. Uh, for themselves or for the, tri- the trick-or-treating parents? Um, Probably for the parents, for the trick-or-treating parents. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I put it past your parents. They may have downed it all. What? <laughs> no, I saw a fireball on the table. My dad was not touching that. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Uh, and what's good about uh, living in a basement apartment with the door in the back of the house? No trick-or-treaters. Well, I got the same issue here because like, I live in a guest house that's down the alley. So like, if you wanted to come trick-or-treating at my house, you'd have to walk down a dark alley where there's no light. You know, and not only that, but know that there's a house here that exists. So it's safe to say that I don't get trick or treaters. <laughs> I, I I bought candy I think the first year I lived here, and then realized, oh, this is for me. So um, I stopped buying candy after that. <laughs> well, now's the best time to buy candy. Fifty percent off. Go for it. Yes. It, well, you know, if you eat candy, go for it. I, I don't eat candy anymore. <laughs> yeah, I never really had a sweet tooth, as as contrary to popular belief here. So. Uh, no, yeah, see, I'm the one with the sweet tooth of the, of the two of us. I cannot stop eating cake. Um, and you will have it, too. I, I did, I, I've actually had eight of them, I Ooh, think, uh, nice. since my birthday. Oh, that's <laughs> so. right, yes. Happy belated birthday. So uh, Yeah, you, well, belated, belated at this point. Yeah, you've been, you've been busy with your birthday train, so... I'm having, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting to the point now where I just need to choose a location, have birthday central... Because yeah. all these all these one off dinners, uh, which are complete with cake. Not that I'm not thank you know very. Uh, I appreciate all of my friends who do uh, celebrate my birthday with me, but uh, I, I think I gained like ten pounds this there week. There you go. Just on cake. <laughs> well, usually it's good cake out there in L.A. So I will. Oh, say I that. Know, yeah, that's the, that. That's the funny thing is that you know it always comes from all my favorite spots too. So it's just like. You still go yeah, to that one. Bad. You still go to that one joint that you bring me Aroma, to. Aroma, yeah, yeah, no, I was there Friday. Fantastic. <laughs> I was there Friday. I was there the Friday before that, and then <laughs> the Saturday 
of my birthday, my friends bought me a cake from Aroma. Oh, for nice. My birthday cake. So, yeah. So, needless to say, it was, yeah, I'm fat. That, <laughs> <laughs> now, now, you're just indulging. You're allowed to indulge on your birthday. That, well, yeah, and I agree with that. Indulge on your birthday. Don't indulge on the birthday week. <laughs> and when I say the week, I mean the week prior and the week after. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, well, that's good. And hopefully uh, you had, had a good time, got some good presents, mm-hmm. celebrated Only, Halloween. And you know what? Only one video game. Oh, really? Which one? Uh, Mario Odyssey. There you go. And you know what? That's the right one to pick. So I've heard. Yes. I've yet to play it. Oh, you have to play it. What is wrong with you? Well, there bring the things. switch with you. <laughs> no, no, under- totally understandable. My problem is um, it was Halloween and I got swept up in um, Friday the 13th, uh, the new one. The game? Oh, the game. Okay. Yes, the game. Yeah. So uh, I've been playing that. And also the other, the other reason why is because um, I know once I start Mario Odyssey, I'm going to be playing it for like four or five months yeah pretty much pretty much pretty much what i did with zelda until they beat breath of the wild yeah um so when i you know i just finished breath of the wild earlier this month then i picked up south park stick of truth yeah for a, a 360 mm-hmm. and i plowed through that in two weeks like i just oh, wow I, yeah i i was like i was just so focused on that game and it wasn't that long it was like 11 or 12 hours total mm-hmm. so Got through that in two weeks, and then I'm like, okay, now we're now we're gearing up, and I know Odyssey's coming out, and I'm like, I don't want to invest time, like I don't <laughs> want to invest another like few months into one game, so I'm like, let me back off a little bit, and I just want to play something a little more mindless. So okay. I've been playing Friday, I've been playing Friday Thirteenth for the past week, um, and uh, I just have so much fun with that game. Good, it's just awesome. <laughs> Good, it's just awesome. I, I love being a counselor. I mean, you die a lot of cool ways. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, and then when you win, it's even better. But, uh, you know, I'm on I'm on like level 19 now. Oh, wow. Just, Holy cow. Yeah. So, I guess well, you know, you got to catch up, Larry. You got to play. Too, I'm too busy playing Super Mario Odyssey. Well, let's well, let's hear it. What's and the story? You're exactly right. It can be time consuming only because you just get enthralled into it. It's not really like in Zelda. Where a lot of the time consuming is mission based um, in this one. It's first of all, I'm going to say this. Clearly, it is the best Super Mario Brothers game since Super Mario 64. Really? Because Oh, yes. I'm going to say that right now. Because no Statement. game has felt this feels like Super Mario 64. Sunshine didn't do that. Super Mario Galaxies, either, neither one of them did that. Mm-hmm. This one feels like the N64 game. And that, I'm going to go on record saying that. And right now, it is one of my favorite games. I've been playing it just ridiculously. Um, and you get caught up. You just get, like I said, it's not really missions. You just get caught up and keep playing. And basically, the 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 way it plays, if you want to compare it to Super Mario 64, you know, in Super Mario 64, you have to collect stars. In this one, you have to collect moons. Uh, and, and each board has multiple moons. Uh, I don't know if there's a set number like each one has 20 or 30 or 40 moons or if they vary i haven't figured that part out yet but the moons are hit unlike super mario 64 where there really was like several missions in each painting in this one like you can find moons just out of nowhere and boom you got a moon all right just keep moving keep going like it doesn't stop the level (laughs) adorable 
Uh, Anthony just showed his cat. Which one was that? Was that Snowbell? Yeah, it was Snowbell. <laughs> or Snow. Oh, just okay. Snow. I was going to say, Snowbell's weird. If you named it Snowball, that, that would roll off the tongue better. Well, I didn't name her. Oh, I'm sorry. And <laughs> I adopted uh, her, and that was her name. That is true. So, meanwhile, my mother's cat bit me really hard today. That was fun. Uh, awesome. <laughs> Um, so you can play the game and you can find like these moons, but it won't stop you in the, in your tracks. Like you won't have okay. to then start the mission over again. You just keep going. I read somewhere. I don't know if this is true because I've been trying to not really read anything on the game just for spoilers. I'm trying to avoid them, but I think there may be like 999 moons in this game. Really? Because you literally can find, first of all, I'll tell you right off the bat and it's no secret or anything. You each level, each each city, each world, city, I guess, mm-hmm. um, has a shop. Actually, has two shops. One shop that takes regular coins. One shop that takes coins specific for that level. And right then and there, you you buy a moon for a hundred coins, a hundred regular coins. Ah, oh, so, I got gotcha. you. So like, it's that's how easy you can find a moon. Um, now I want to know. Oh, it, it's Super it's Mario crazy. Odyssey moons. <laughs> um, I'm already up to like level. I think I'm like one or two levels past New Donk City, which was about four or five levels into the game, even maybe a little more than that. Because okay. What happens is basically the idea is you're, the Odyssey, that's the ship that you're on, goes to the next city, and then you have to power it. You have to get X number of moons. It varies per level. Uh, X number of moons to power up the Odyssey, and then you can move on. Of course, you can always okay. go back to collect more moons, but sometimes you get kind of stuck. Like New Donk City, which was the, the New York City scene, if you will, um, that one, I, th- I think I found all the moons. I think there was 30 moons on that level. and But I was just so caught up in the level, in the board, in the gameplay, because it's also, depending on what board you're on, it may be not necessarily mission-based with a lot of enemies. It may be more like, uh, I wanna call, I'll call them puzzles. Remember in Super Mario 64 on the ice level, like you'd get a star by sliding down that ice slide? Yes. Or, or returning the baby penguin, which after yes. you've kicked it off the level a few times? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Like that's kind of like what New Donk City is. There's a lot of like puzzles to it or races, if you will. A, f- a couple missions, but not heavily influenced like the other levels are. Um, New Donk City is definitely my right, do favorite. You wanna, do you, you want to know how many uh, how many power moons uh, there are? Might as well, because I need to know so I know where I'm at. You're correct, 999. All right, I, I thought I read that correct. All right, cool. I am very far away from collecting all of them. How so, many do you have right now? Oh, good question. Uh, a hundred and I want to say a hundred and seventy-one. Okay, you're moving along. Oh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely trucking. Like I said, you just kind of find them out of nowhere. Sometimes you'll just blow up a, bro- a block. Oh, hey, there's a moon. Go get it. Uh, so, and the the boss the boss fights are just seamless. They're they're very traditional Mario. Again, no secret. Three hits, and you know it's good to go. But you got to learn the pattern of the villains. Okay. Um the the incorporation of the whole um. Like I, I forgot what they call it, but like when you throw the hat on some and you be and you you become that character, right? Whatever you want to call that. Uh, I like, like I don't know what they call that. Like we've seen possession. With, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, we've seen when, it with the goombas. <laughs> we've seen him possess the goombas. We've seen him possess uh, one of the taxis. We've seen him possess the T Rex. 
And yes, I remember seeing that in the preview, and that was yes. awesome. Yes. Oh, my God. It's the the. I mean, I won't tell you which level it was on, but I got to the T-Rex, and it was just so much fun, and it 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 moved so fluidly. The graphics in this game are gorgeous. If you ever need to, like... You know how there's always a debate whether or not, like, video games are art? Yes. This game, you can just take a still, just take a picture, and, I mean, you can frame it and, and put it on your wall... Because some of these images are just breathtaking, the way it well, looks. Well, that, I was gonna say that's kind of how I felt about Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Because when you play Breath of the Wild, yeah, when you play Breath of the Wild, there are so many picturesque moments in the game, and you can take that the you can capture. Yeah, yeah you, I was just gonna say that you can capture, and it's absolutely stunning. In fact, with um, the new uh, with the new Switch update, you can actually take thirty seconds of video now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, for certain games, not all of them. For certain games. games, yeah. Well, the other um, the other thing about Odyssey. Um, uh, you know, Edge, the Edge magazine. Okay, yeah. Or online, you know, that, that, that reviews video games. They yeah. they gave they gave um, Odyssey a ten out of ten. Nice. So perfect. Same thing. IGN. IGN gave a ten out of ten. But the thing about Edge is, Edge has been around for twenty five plus years now, mm-hmm. and they've only given out roughly, I think, somewhere between twenty and twenty five. All right, one uh, a year. Ten out of ten. Right, about one a year. Ten out of tens. Mm-hmm. Uh, on average, and um, so it, you know, it just shows you how much they value that perfect score. You know what? I just video games. No, absolutely. And I just pulled up the uh, the the scores. You know, let's run through this real quick. Some of the stuff that Odyssey's getting. Um, you're right. Edge, ten out of ten. EGM, ten out of ten. Uh, Famitsu, thirty nine out of forty. Game Informer, nine and three quarters out of ten. What? What did they lose a quarter for? Uh, GameSpot's 10 out of 10. Holy cow. IGN, IGN is 10 out of 10. Yep. Nintendo Life, I think, is 10 stars. I can't count that many that quickly. Uh, VideoGamer.com, 10 out of 10. And pretty much won almost every category of video games that there is in 2017 so far. Yep. Well, what I was, yeah, and what I was saying about The Edge is that, you know, Odyssey got a 10 out of 10 with them. But they've only given out 20 or 25, 20 to 25, 10, you know, perfect scores. Mm-hmm. And two of them were from this year. Oh, and okay. Both of them were on the Switch because they also gave Breath of the Wild 10 out of 10. I'm telling you, this Switch, I, I've already told people, if you get this Switch for only for only Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and only Super Mario Odyssey, your money is well spent on the Switch. Yep, and you know, and more importantly now, the, the Switch is more readily available. Like I was just at I was just at Target yesterday and um, I saw the Switch Odyssey uh, okay, bundle. Yes, yep, I saw that too. Sitting right on the shelf. Yep. So, you know, now they're definitely more readily available for people to go out there and grab them. And I do like that version because I like the two red controllers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I never understood the appeal of that red-blue controller combo. Like, um, you know, I, I guess I'm more, I'm more, I'm more uh, old school with uh, just the gray and black. But you know what? I, people I, love that red and blue. It, it pops and also kind of makes it easier to decipher player one versus player two real quick. <laughs> I think, I think Snow, Snow will, uh, will agree with me. Well, no, Snow agrees with you. She she likes to walk on my computer while I'm here <laughs> because it's like I'm not giving her attention, but then when I put her on my lap, she doesn't want to sit there. So I'm like, okay, which is it? Whatever. Make up your mind. She just um, wants to be noticed. And on a side note, I did get uh, – actually, I bought two more controllers because uh, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm planning on hopefully – There goes 80 bucks. Yeah, pretty much. Well, A, I started getting the, uh, the left Joy-Con issue. Oh, yes. So – The I'm one like, that I had – 
Yes, but I was I'm I'm too impatient to send it away and lose it for a week, so I just went out and bought a new Joy-Con. Dude, it's only a week. Yeah, I know, but still. Uh but I got the two the two uh controllers like the the that pink and blue whatever it is. The okay. neon yellow controllers look really sweet also. Really? Those look pretty cool. I wish I got those. But um but yeah, going back to Odyssey, it's just ever I have yet to find an issue or even just for the sake of critiquing I just haven't found anything yet. Um, you know, sometimes it takes, and there's been levels. There have been levels where I've had to play it like 10 or 15 times because you just keep missing that one jump or just you're timing something wrong. Uh, there's no lives in this game. What happens is if if you lose a life, if you will, you lose yeah. coins. So I'm assuming if you go down to zero coins, game's over. Right. But it's so easy to get coins in the game. Now, it's- do you... I was just gonna say, do you collect like do you collect like thousands and thousands of coins now? You can, or? yeah, but you collect the coins, but then you can spend the coins. So if you do buy like oh, you can everything, buy stuff. yeah, because the other big thing about this game, and um, I've yet to really see if it impacts anything on a level. I got to double check. Well, it, it does in certain situations. Uh, you can buy uh, costumes, different hats, and different costumes. Like we've seen him in the uh, like the top hat and 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 tuxedo. We've seen him in his, in his Bermuda shorts. We've seen okay. him in a uh, I think it was a astronaut outfit. So you can buy those as well in the game. Not only that, if you have amiibo, if you have any amiibo, those will work as well. And some of them will also give you some of the same costumes that you can buy. Oh, that's cool. And, of course, each costume kind of goes with the level. Uh, like, for example, there's a beach level, uh, and that one has not not the Bermuda shorts one. Uh, that you can buy right off the bat, but that's the most expensive uh, outfit so far. Um, okay. But, like, you can buy kind of like, like a resort. Like, you'll be in sandals, have, like, a Hawaiian shirt on, shorts, and you get, like, uh, one of those, like, sun hats. Um, some to get one or two moons in a level, sometimes you do have to dress up like in the costume specific for the level. So it unlocks a part. So you can try and get more moons. So they are, the costumes have something to do with it. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, everything, I mean, Nintendo's always very meticulous when it comes to what they put in a game. So and but, everything, everything has a purpose, which I'm trying to figure out too, because like, like, for example, and I got to go back and check it out because by the time I got the costume, I moved on to the next level. On the ice level, um, mm-hmm. if you're in the water too long, you're going to freeze. And oh, cool. if And if you, if you Do stand... Do you become Captain America? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, because there is, he does have a USA outfit. When, even if you're just standing there, Mario starts to shiver and you see, like, ice forming on him. Oh, so wow. I don't that know if you cool. stand in place for too long if you're going to freeze, but... If you get a costume, you know, it kind of looks like Ice Climber, like those kind of bundled up. I got to figure out if that gives you, like, more time in the water or if that kind of gives you a little bit of invincibility to the ice. I haven't figured that part out yet. Okay. Um, the other part with it, and I don't think this is giving anything away. Uh, stop me if you think it will. But every once in a while on the levels, you do warp into a pipe and you turn into 8-bit Mario. Oh yes, I heard about the okay. Mario. So, right. and I'm very excited to experience it. You know, I might have to play this today. And that part is so cool because not only do you turn into 8-bit Mario, um if you have the costume, a specific costume, that costume becomes 8-bit as well. 
And even cool. the music and the sound turns 8-bit. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's awesome. And and usually when you go into an 8-bit part, it's gonna you're gonna end up finding a moon. Mm-hmm. And even the moon's 8-bit, and like the what's normally the pop and circumstance, that's 8-bit. I mean, it is so funny how they, well, here, how they kept good, that. Here's a question. Um, where's Luigi? You know, I've been thinking that. Um, I don't know yet. I'm assuming... Did they, did, did, did they, did, did they dismiss him again? They may have. They may have. Because uh, I don't think he's in anywhere in Super Mario 64, right? Um, no, actually. Yeah. I, don't, I don't believe he ever made an appearance. So, so unless you grab all 999 moons, it's the only thing I'm assuming maybe he'll he'll be there. I don't know yet. I'll find out when I get there. No, 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 sounds like Luigi's so. going the way of Stanley. Well, <laughs> I hope not. But Pauline makes her return. Oh, yes. I heard about that. She's, so the, ma- all- she's the mayor of du- New Donk City. Well, well, look at her turning around her life. Weren't Honestly. we talking about her shacking up with Stanley in a trailer I, park somewhere? Yeah. Meanwhile, she's uh, she's living life big time, and she's also the one who sings uh, the theme song for Super well, Mario Odyssey. Well, isn't that lovely? Did you not download the theme song? I got it off iTunes. Uh, no, I did not download the theme song. <laughs> it's called Jump Up Superstar. It's very catchy. It kind of has like a 50s... But what's cool is in the um, in the jacket of the game, of the box, yes. it has the lyrics to the song. <laughs> so that's kind of oh, cool. Oh, man. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I got nothing for this except good for Pauline. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. And all I'm going to say is so far my favorite level has been New Donk City. That one okay. is amazing. And that's the, And that's the first one, right? No. Oh, it's not. Okay. Nope. It's like, I'll tell you, it's like, I don't know, like five or six levels in. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's deep. No, I'm definitely, I'm definitely looking forward to playing it. Like I said, I didn't pick it up yet because I'm afraid of getting lost in it like I tend to do. And you will. Um, Trust me, you will. You well, no, and, that, and that's the problem. It's like because then all I'll think about doing is playing the game and, you know, unfortunately I have a life outside of my home. Well, I, I hear you on that one. What I did was I was at Chiller Theater uh, last week. I went to Chiller Theater in Parsippany, New Jersey. Uh, myself mm-hmm. and actually the co-host of the Yin and the Yang, Anthony Chu. We were there on Sunday, uh, but because he works on Saturday, and I went to the show also on Saturday. Um, by the time Chu would have gotten out of work, it would have I would have been bored. So, long story short, I got a hotel uh, out mm-hmm. in Parsippany. I crashed for the evening, and I brought the Odyssey. Uh, I mean, the Odyssey. <laughs> I wish I brought the Odyssey with me. That's a whole other game system. Uh, I was just gonna say, <laughs> wait, you found an Odyssey. <laughs> I brought the Switch with me, and this game was really the first game I ever really played on the road. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's, and the Switch is fantastic for handheld. It really is. Like, oh, absolutely. Take, take it from somebody who's brought it to Japan and back several <laughs> times. And that's the other part I want to talk about with Odyssey. Depending on the control scheme you use, there's a little bit of different gameplay with it. And some control gameplay, some control use is better than others. Like for example, I when I'm home playing on TV, I'll use the Pro Controller. I just find it more comfortable. Me too. And it works, and it has all the gyro and stuff like that. They really recommend that you play with the two Joy Cons separated, just one in each hand. Yep. Because depending on what you do, whether you throw in your hat or when you're moving, you use expressions. Like you move the controllers, and it'll do different things. And because the way the Joy Cons are separated when they're in each hand. You can do more with those than with just the Pro Controller or just when it's plugged into the Switch itself and you're playing it on handheld. Got it. Well, see, and that's the type of thing where I'm like, 
you know, it was one. You know, that was one of my uh, point of contentions with the Wii because I didn't buy the Wii originally because I didn't like the whole motion control idea. Um, and it's and not... it still, and it still holds true with the Switch. Like I take my Joy Cons and I put them in the controller dock that they give you. No, yeah, no. I if I did, I would use those as well, like that. And and like the moves aren't as elaborate as the Wii was. It's really just kind of a shaking motion, or maybe like a flip, like a like a flip motion. And even okay. in the even the Joy-Con controller dock, like you're talking about, you can still use them, like with the flip. Like for example, when you're climbing up a tree or a pole or something, you <laughs> all I see is a tail. <laughs> it looks. <laughs> My cat wants to be part of the show. No, all I envisioned was like the Happiness Hotel and the Great Muppet Caper when all you see is just (laughs) tails from like Rizzo and all them. Yeah, that's basically what's going on here. Um, What was I going? Oh, yeah. So like when you're climbing up a tree or something, like if you shake the controller, you'll you'll climb faster. So those are the type of motion controls. You know, if you if you flick it around somewhere, you spin your cap in a circle. Uh, to take out enemies. Um, That's cool. And also, some of the level, um, the way the level plays, and where some of the moons are, like are, <laughs> like there's some levels that have like an island way off the mainland, if you will, of the level, and you're like, how do I even get out there? There's no warp pipe. There's nothing. So some of it makes you think between having to you know, uh, possess maybe a different character. And you throw your hat at everything because you never know what you're going to be able to possess. Oh, that's cool. Like, in the beginning, I'll tell you right, like, in one of the first ones is a frog. <laughs> and, and and it just takes... The, because and, who doesn't want to be a frog? No, exactly. And, and like, it just has a super leap ability. Um, the other thing I'll leave off with because I don't, I don't want to give too much away as far as the story because the story is very fun as well. Um... With the Amiibo, this is a game, honestly, I mean, I'm not saying buy all of them, but maybe, I don't know if they sell them in a three-pack, but if anything, maybe buy the special um, Super Mario Odyssey Amiibo, because you can load up an Amiibo in the middle of the game, and depending on what the Amiibo is, either you'll get coins, you'll get uh, heart, you know, to power, uh, to restore your energy, or you may even get invincibility. Oh. Just by scanning it. Now, and now do, do you do you buy amiibos? Oh my god, you never seen my amiibo collection? No. Oh, I used to have them displayed there. Oh, I got a ton of them. Okay, yeah. See, I I, I never went that far. Be- because with the, a lot of the games on the Wii U, you know, when you use the amiibo, they unlock stuff. Like even on Breath of the Wild, uh now on the Switch, like you'll unlock um you get like hidden chests, you get, you know, some certain items actually you can unlock. And, like, in this game, like I mentioned, you can get some stuff while playing the game. But when you complete a level, or if after you complete the main, like, you defeat the main boss of the level, mm-hmm. then what happens is, is, like, a little, like an, like an amiibo robot or something back by the Odyssey. And what you do is you can scan an amiibo, and then that amiibo will go out into the level and search for moons for you. And come back yeah. and tell you where it is. But, like, not right away. I'll even tell you, you. You know, come back in five minutes, and I'll tell you. And you can scan up the three of them, so you have three amiibo, if you will. 
Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now 40 to 60% off. And women's boots and shoes to finish the look 50 to 60% off. And upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart Collection. Now 65% off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than Copper Top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Out looking for um, for uh, moons, but that's mm-hmm. also where when you scan an amiibo, you can unlock a costume. And with the three uh, wedding amiibo characters for Odyssey, if you scan Mario, you'll get the white top hat. Actually, Give me two seconds. Okay. <clears throat> How do I put the... Okay. So, uh, even the Zelda ones, they'll recognize, like, oh, you scanned a uh, Zelda um, Guardian uh, amiibo. So, I'm going to show Ant here, and we'll put pictures up on the page as well. So... Like Mario, oh cool! In a white top hat and white uh, uh, tuxedo, so you unlock yeah. that that costume. Giant Bowser amiibo, nice. And with this, you unlock his like you get the shell on him, and then the Very one cool. <laughs> you get with Princess uh, Toadstool, Princess Peach, and yes, you unlock the wedding gown. <laughs> oh, so. Is there is there a wedding forthcoming? Well, well, I mean, the story goes that Bowser kidnapped Princess Peach or Toadstool. Oh, that's I don't right. know which one she's called. That's and, right, at the wedding, right? No, or no, Bowser's wedding. trying to marry her. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. her, her and, and so, Mario like, weren't getting hitched. Yeah, her and Mario should get hitched by now. It's been 30-something years. <laughs> we'll see what happens at the end of the game. But, I don't know. I know. It's like, it's like put up a shut up, Mario. <laughs> It's like all that you know, all the plumbing that you do. You telling me you didn't find anybody's engagement ring? What? <laughs> Remember, he's not just girl? he's not just a plumber anymore. No, I know he's a something else that they won't say. <laughs> he was a, a plumber. Gen- he was a carpenter. He was a boxing referee. I mean, he's been so many things. <laughs> he's a jack of all trades. Basically, he's done every job. You know what he what he what he has not been. That his brother has been, though, is a ghost hunter. That is true. He's not been a ghost buster. Nope. So, Odyssey, I recommend go get it. It's worth it. And even, honestly, I tell you, pick up at least, if anything, pick up the wedding amiibo. I think you can buy them in a three-pack. I bought them individually on um, Amazon, and they're not they're not expensive. I got the three of them for, like, $30. Yeah, but I don't have the amiibo scanner. Yes, you do, because every controller for the Switch has the thing in it. Oh, it's in there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, then I guess cons. I do have one. Yeah. Well, even on the Wii U, it was on the it was on the it was on the gamepad. Well, nobody ever told me that. <laughs> so we don't hang out. Well, well, it's hard to hang out when you're three thousand miles away. I agree. I agree. 
So, uh, Odyssey. And I know at this point people are going, wait a minute. Why are you talking about the Super Mario Odyssey on the Switch? We're gamers. That's what we are. And every once in a while you'll probably hear us talk a little little new well, newness. I, I mean, I think talking modern gaming is just as important as us covering our retro games, you know, even if we're only doing it once in a while, because eventually all these modern games will be retro. <laughs> Sooner rather than later, unfortunately. You know, and, you know, 10 years from now, when we're old and decrepit and probably still doing this, um, you know, we'll be talking about the, you know, Mario Odyssey as a retro game. <laughs> when it's re-released on the Nintendo whatever it is. When it's re-re-re-released on, you know, the, the Nintendo, you know, quadrillion <laughs> whatever the virtual console will be at that point exactly all right so uh so yeah and definitely once you saw playing it let me know because i'm dying to know what you think about it even just the beginning just the way it looks well maybe next week i'll have a, a few words to share sweet or so. i'm just going to keep playing friday the 13th <laughs> either way it's a win-win definitely a win-win especially when you see cool murders <laughs> oh poor nintendo all right, and with that, that is Super My Review and Take Super Mario Odyssey. Go out, get it, check it out. All right, Larry, so it's uh, November, so we're putting spooky retro games aside and going back to wacky retro games. Oh, so. thank goodness. I, yep, I, I was so tired of getting scared. This week's wacky retro game is called Boonga Boonga. Boonga Boonga, all right. Boonga Boonga. I have so uh, much to say. Developed by Taft System for the arcade in 2001. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, Boonga Boonga um, is a, uh, was developed by a South Korean company, um, Taft System. Mm -hmm. And the game is also known as Spank'em. It is the <laughs> first arcade game to simulate Concho. And Concho is a popular prank in Japan where the victim is poked with two fingers in the anus Ooh. while distracted. What? That? What? What so the, the object, the object what of Boonga is? Boonga is to is to score points by spanking or performing concho on the on a model of a human butt embedded in the game's cabinet. I've seen this advertised. Yes. Okay, and <laughs> now, yeah, seen it. You mean played it? So I wish. So there's a plastic finger attached to the machine. I didn't know about that. For the, for the players to perform concho, which is poking two fingers into the anus. So, the game features eight characters that you can punish. Um, some of these ca <laughs> the characters are ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend, a Yakuza gangster, oh. mother-in-law, mother-in-law, fair enough, go gold digger, <laughs> pro prostitute, <laughs> Con artist and my personal favorite, child molester. Hey, what? Really? So, and then during gameplay, the facial expression of the character is displayed on the monitor. So when you're spanking them or doing concho, they have different reactions. Oh my gosh! You and know... then, and then wait, 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 not done. The game also dispenses cards that rate players on their sexual behavior <laughs> in the game, and for players. Guy? And for players, players who perform exceptionally well, the machine will actually dispense a small plastic trophy in the shape of, in the shape of feces. Oh, oh! How have you not come across this game in your many, many trips to the Orient? Yeah, yeah. The you said the Orient. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I no, I have yet to run across it. Um, but now that I know it exists, I am definitely going to try and seek it out so I can oh get some video. God, I remember hearing about this, but I, I thought it was spanking. I think what we think of spanking and what they clearly think of spanking are two totally different things. Well, no, 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 no. Spanking is one part of the game. You either spank or perform oh, concho. Okay. Different actions. All right. So, yeah. Um, and depending on how good you are at it, you can get a trophy of poop. So that is... So Boonga Boonga, also known as Spank'em, is this week's wacky retro game. All right. So, and we're going to talk about... We got another fun... Uh, I like somebody... You know, we'll start doing our own, but somebody's top 20 uh, lists. This one's a pretty interesting one that we came across. Yeah, well, and you know what? I mean, our top 20 lists, which I think we should start doing, or top 10s mm-hmm. or whatever they are, yeah, like, they'll be, our, they'll be our own list based on, um, you know, our own bias and, you know, game game experience. Um, uh, this list, though, is actually something that's pretty, you know, it's just a set in stone actual statistics list. Oh, yeah. So it's an interesting one to discuss. Absolutely. In fact, uh, the list that we're talking about here is going to be the top 20 best-selling consoles of all time as of Halloween 2017, in case someone's listening to this many years later. Yes, because we don't want to we don't want to be uh, accused of falsifying <laughs> the numbers. Uh, so we're going to get we're just going to hop right in uh, with both feet in the water and let's get right to it. So uh, number 20, because any good list will start from the bottom and work its way up. Number 20 right. with 13 and a half million units sold the Wii U. Well, and you know what? I was actually very surprised to see that the Wii U made um, the top 20 list because it's considered a com- it's actually considered a commercial failure. Which I don't understand. I, I, I don't know. I never I never had a problem with the Wii U. I thought the games were fun. Um, yes, not, not. I mean, when you compare it to the PS, the PlayStation, and the Xbox, but Nintendo's always on its own. So, but I, I know what you're no. talking about with the failure part of it. Well, well you what know you what thought. it is. I feel I feel like what Wii U was was what they really wanted to do with the Switch, but they kind of knew the Switch was going to take longer. So this was like where they this was like kind of like the midway point. I can uh, see that. Yeah, because you know you got that you got the, the the big gamepad controller with the screen. The only problem was you couldn't take the games with you. Correct. So, which is what the Switch does. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I just think at that point in time, the Wii U graphics weren't all that different from the Wii, and mm-hmm. you know, and Nintendo Nintendo had just made a, a ton of money on selling the Wii, so it was kind of hard to justify buying the Wii U if you had a Wii. I can see that. I think the Wii U, well, the Wii U, I believe, was, uh, yeah, it was 1080p. It was the first 1080p system. Uh, but I know what you're talking about as far as the games really never really seem to, to to take advantage of that. Right. So, right, exactly. So, the I mean, the games still looked like they were something off of, you know, component exactly. or AV or something like that. So, um, I guess, um, you know, and, and, all, and with, as always with Nintendo, they always have that third-party support issue. So yeah. um, and the Wii U just did not have third party support. I'm hoping, you know, hopefully that changes with the Switch. I feel like it already has with the Switch compared to what uh, we're seeing right now. It has a little it has a bit, but it, I don't know if it, it has enough to, you know, that'll sustain it. So we'll I have to see. So. I think like I got already I got one, two, three, four, five. I got seven games, physical games for it at least. And I think like four of them are third party. So, OK, I've only got that. four. I think I've only got four, and they're all exclusive. <laughs> so uh, some of the competition for the Wii U, like we mentioned, was the uh, the PS4 and the Xbox One, so that was certainly losing out on it. 
Uh, of course, some, some notable games. Uh, Mario Kart 8, Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. Splatoon came out right at the tail end there. Uh, Super right. Mario Maker, I think, is probably probably the best game on the Wii U. Um, I, you know, I never bought Super Mario Maker. Oh, it's a fun one. Even if you don't... On even if you don't create levels, just to play the levels that are made. No, 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 I know. It's like, I'm still trying to finish Super Mario 3D World, which is amazing. <laughs> that was another one that was on there. Uh, and some other points. The Wii U launched November 18th, 2012. That There were two models. The base model uh, was $299 with 8 gigs of storage. Of course, they had that black model that had 32 gigs of storage. We had a little bit more money. I'm trying to remember which one I have. I think I have the, I think I have the black one. Yeah, I got the black one, too, because you also had like some weird... like. Uh, point system when you bought games and stuff. It was kind of cool. Uh, all right. So, num- oh, and this list is from GameSpot. So GameSpot uh, thank uh, you, coordinated thank, thank it. You, thank you, GameSpot, for our <laughs> segment. Number 19, also Nintendo, selling 21.7 million units. The GameCube. Uh, you know, I was really fond of my GameCube. and then, But then, you know, I look back on my collection for GameCube that I still have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really have that many games. I got I think I have, you're right. I really don't have that many. I have a good collection of games on it. Um, the, the, I remember some of the WWE games later on, like Day of Reckoning. Those were really good. I still um, have that. Uh, but like, well, I mean, some of the more notable games for this system, uh, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Brothers Melee, Zelda Wind Waker. I mean, absolutely. Z- uh, Zelda Wind Waker was just like, that one was like one of the biggest surprises to me in the in the canon of Zelda because you 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 look at it, uh, the graphics for that game, which was completely uh, an overhaul to what we were used to. Yeah, and I remember seeing it, and I'm like, oh no! I was like, this is this just doesn't look good. I don't think this is going to work out. Um, and lo and behold, it was just like it was such a like it was such a joy to just sit on that chip and play. It really, you know, it just it was so cool. It really was. And I I one of the better games I played on the system was uh, Resident Evil 0, which is pretty much a remake of the first Resident Evil. Ah, uh, yes, Resident Evil oh. 0. That was that was another solid one. Uh we also got um Luigi's Mansion on GameCube. Oh, yes. Yes. I wonder why uh, which was that excellent. Was weird. Huh. Um and one of my uh one of my favorite uh, third-party games uh was uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Yes. Uh, that game was fantastic. Yep. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, some of the notable competition with the GameCube when it was out, the Dreamcast, the PS2, and the original Xbox. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than Copper Top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. <laughs> RC cars, yeah, an upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Yeah, which all kind of kind of squashed it. And you know, it was funny. This thing was so tiny, and I always found it funny with the with the um, the handle on the back of the GameCube. Like it was meant to yep. be portable, but it's not really <laughs> portable. Yeah, exactly. I never understood the point of that. <laughs> uh, it was released. It was released November 18th, 2001, here in North America, which I didn't realize was three days after the original Xbox was released. Yeah, I think they were trying to, I think they were trying to beat the Xbox to the market. Yeah, I didn't know it was so it. close to each other. Um, and, of course, remember, it, was, it had the, the mini game disc. They, it was the first system to move for Nintendo to move from cartridges, but they didn't go to full-size CDs. They went to those, like, those mini CDs. 
Yeah, they went to the mini disc because they, yeah, they, uh, you know, something about Nintendo, they were always very hesitant to move on to a disc based gaming system. And I don't know if it had an issue to do with, uh, you know, when uh, PlayStation first came out, there was the whole um, disc copying um, fiasco. Yeah. People figured out a way to copy games, so, you know, the company, you know, company wasn't making as much money. And I don't know if that, if Nintendo was just wary of that for, you know, up until that point. No, that was one of the main reasons that they use those little mini discs. And here's the problem with that. So with Nintendo, which at the time, now I don't think it's a concern anymore, but at the time using a CD-based system that did not take DVDs, where the PS2, the Xbox One did, uh, the Xbox did. Yep. Uh, but also, if you want to compare to size, the GameCube game discs only stored one and a half gigs of data, where the DVDs, like PlayStation and Xbox, held eight and a half gigs of data. Yeah, and that's a big difference when it comes to the qual- you know, the quality uh, of your games in terms Absolutely. of the way they look and, um, how, and, and also the size, you know, how much of an adventure. But then again, you know, look at Wind Waker. Look what they managed to fit you know, on a Wind Waker disc, which is outstanding. Now, so, um, and then um, this was also a time when um, the GameCube also wasn't considered a success, and there were questions as to whether Nintendo was going to put out another system. I kind of remember that. There was a lot of rumors at that point where it's like, you know, Nintendo may be done because the GameCube was not a commercial success or, either. Or at least maybe move on, uh, maybe handheld, because, uh, you know, it's it, without even looking at the list, it's it's a known fact that their handhelds always were popular. Well, yeah, they're hand so. right. But I also remember rumors about, um, is Nintendo going to license out their characters yep. to Sony and Microsoft? Because they honestly thought that this was going to be the end of their console making. Yeah. And don't forget, this was also not too long after the Dreamcast failed and Sega announced they would no longer be making systems. Very true. Let me ask you, which GameCube did you have, the Black or the Indigo? Uh, I had and still have the Indigo. Nice. I got the Black one. I wish I'd had the Black one. All right. Number 18, selling 24 million units, the Xbox. Released which November fifteenth, two thousand one. I found that surprising because I thought I, I honestly thought more units of that would have been sold. However, it was Microsoft's first foray into the console market, so I guess it's a pretty respectable. Um, you know, that was a pretty respectable number. I mean, it outsold Nintendo. Oh yeah, so. absolutely, and of course, its competition was the Dreamcast, the PS2, the GameCube. Uh, sold for three hundred dollars at launch. The, when those systems came out, the PS2, the GameCube, the, the Xbox, that was considered the sixth generation of consoles. Just kind of give you an idea where that was in gaming history. Yeah, because where are we now? Technically, are we at like eight? I would probably I would probably say eight. I think we'll find eight out a little later. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, with the Xbox, the original Xbox coming out, it was the first major gaming system to be created by an American company since the Jaguar. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And the the Jaguar failed spectacularly. I'm pretty sure it's not on this list. No, you know, I don't think it made it. You know what else didn't make this list, I'm sure? Good old Virtual Boy. We're far from over on the list. Some we're, notable, well, you know what? I mean, we're only on eight, we're only on eighteen, but I can almost guarantee you that, <laughs> that we will not be seeing it on any of the number of the list because hashtag VB sucks. Some notable games on the Xbox, uh, of course, Halo, Halo Two, Ninja Gaiden, uh, Panzer Dragoon, Project uh, Gotham, yes. Ra- well, Panzer Dragoon Order, uh, Splinter Cell, Project Gotham Racing, uh, DOA Three, Fable, which is hysterical because my. Uh, uh, my supervisor at work uh, despises that game, which I find very funny. I think um, Halo was the one that really put oh. Microsoft on the map. Absolutely. Number you know, I mean, s- Go ahead. 
No, I'm sorry. No, you were going to say. Nope, never mind. All righty. Number nope, 17. It's over. It's over. With an estimated 26 million units sold, this is the first one, uh, one of the more recent ones, the Xbox One. Uh, that the number Xbox. could go up. Oh, there's a link. Oh, that number's definitely going to go up, right? Yeah, uh, link. link. Um, the, so, the, um, oh, yeah, to, the answer- to answer your question, yes, we are currently in the eighth generation. Okay, so we're in the eighth generation. Well, now here's the thing with the Xbox One, though. I don't know how much more those numbers are going to go. Well, I mean, they're going to go up, but now they're going to be slowed down by the Xbox One X that just recently was released. True. I guess. So. But do you consider? I guess we can talk about that later. Because do you consider that a whole new system or just a modification of the current one? Well, no. I think it's a whole new. I honestly think it's a whole new system because it uh, plays because the, all Xbox One stuff. It plays all Xbox One stuff, but then it's gonna ha- it's gonna have games that won't play on the Xbox One. Well, to me that's a little bit. To me that's a bit of a leap. I don't think they've announced anything like that yet. Like, what, like I just got Call of Duty World War Two. It's optimized for Xbox One X, but I mean it plays gorgeous on Xbox One. Well, you could be right. Well, you know, we'll have to see how it shakes out. Of course, uh, but at Xbox- the moment, I mean, you know, twenty six million is pretty damn good. Oh, number. definitely. Um, released November twenty second, two thousand thirteen. It is, of course, going up against the PS4, the PS4 Pro, the Wii U, the Switch, and some notable games here. Uh, the Halo Master Chief Collection, Halo 5, Forza Motorsport 6, Forza Motorsport 5 for that. Actually, Forza. <laughs> Just Forza. Um, yeah, pretty much. So Forza, again, Forza, Halo, you know, Minecraft, those are like, you know, uh, Gears of War, which is huge. Oh, yeah, big time. Um and just to, just to correct you, um, they're, they're definitely not competing against the Wii U anymore because Wii U stopped production. Well, so, now, yeah. Well, I'm saying when it was yeah. released during that time. Oh, uh, when it was released. Yeah, not yes, it, now. It was, definitely, yeah. it was definitely competing with the Wii U, and it uh, it quickly outpaced it. So here we go. Here's one in our wheel wheelhouse. With 30 million units sold, the Atari 2600 comes in at number 16, being released September 11th, 1977. Wow. Uh, and it's also listed as the oldest game on the list, so we were not seeing anything older. So no Odyssey uh, on the list. No, no. But um, I mean, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred was just so um, so monumental um, to uh, the video game industry uh, at the time because it's, it, this was just a, a new thing that was catching on. Um, and to say that it sold thirty million units for something that for something that was fairly young. I mean, you're talking about video game, you know, video games in their infancy. It was. I mean, it was just a second generation. Right, so it, it was the te- it was a testament to the the power of Atari at that time. Unfortunately, they also contributed to the video game crash of the eighties, which True. was definitely not a good thing. But I'm, you know, I'm shocked the system was discontinued in 1992. Oh yeah, no, I mean wow. the system lasted a long sure time. Uh, sold uh, for 199 dollars. Put into perspective, there was 128 bits. Excuse me, 128 bytes of RAM. Bytes, bytes, not bytes bits. of RAM. Good lord. Uh, of course, it went up against ColecoVision, the Magnavox Odyssey and Television, uh, and a couple systems I never heard of, the Fairchild yep. Channel F, and the Bally Astrocade. I think there's a reason why we've never heard of it. <laughs> and, of course, notable games, Pac-Man, Combat, Street Racer, Pitfall, and, of course, E.T. Oh, E.T. Well, E.T. and Pac-Man don't belong on the notable games list there. Like <laughs> what, you should, what you should be adding on that thing is um, Adventure. Haunted House. Um, you, you, I mean, you had some really amazing. Uh, Pitfall was a fantastic game on there. Um, there were so many. There were so many good games on that. Of course, Custer's Last Stand. Um, 
and then you know, Westward Ho. That's what I'm calling. Um, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Berserk. Yeah, so there's uh, a lot of good games for it. Yeah, Berserk, Asteroids, yep. uh, you know, Space Invaders, Centipede, Millipede. There, there are so many fond memories I have of the Atari 2600. Uh, number 15, coming in at 30.7 million units. The Genesis, released October 29th, 1989. Now, this surprised me because I honestly thought it was going to be a little higher on the list. Yeah, me too, to be honest with you. I mean, there are newer consoles. You got to think of it also. Here's... Here's where these type of lists come into play because back then, you know, that the popularity of gaming wasn't all that much. Let's face facts, the 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 group of people buying game systems today, we were all way too young and none of us had jobs to buy systems back then. So it was kind of Be based true. on our parents. So that's why I feel like we're going to see the newer systems, like these old systems, like 30.7 is tremendous for its time. Well, yeah, and the other thing too is that um, at the time, it, you know, the video game industry was still building a gamer base. Like now, sure. to your point, we're, we're in an age now where our generation, are we're still gaming. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, our children, not ours, but, you know, our generation's <laughs> children yeah. um, are gaming as well. So and that would constitute for more sales. Absolutely. Uh, of course, it competed against the Super Nintendo, the Graphics 16 the Neo Geo, and... Uh, we can go on for hours about the games it had, but just, I mean, of course, Sonic, Echo, Altered Beast, Joe Montana Football, and Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and they I think they also, they backed up the money truck for uh, Joe Montana Football. Oh, I, I think so. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I remember reading that in the uh, Console Wars book um, <laughs> when Num- I read that. And let's move on. Number four. Sorry about that. Number 14. Keep cutting me off. See what I do. Yeah, I'm not good at that. With uh, 32.9 million units, the Nintendo 64, possibly the next mini console we may see, uh, launched in Japan June 23rd, 1996. I think we got it that September. Uh, sold for $200. Yeah, we did get it that September. Yep, and for good reason, because uh, th- th- I have to say, like, this this console, for some odd reason, I don't know if it's when, when it came out or what was going on in my life, but, like, I hold this console, I think, most dear. Like, I think even more so than my... um. Uh, original NES because really I yeah, well you know there are more there are more games I turn back to on the N64 I think than any other console that I own okay um, you know and I know you've been doing the list but like I can just like throw right off the top of my head you know um, obviously you talked about uh, Super Mario 64 which was a game changer oh absolutely in industry absolute game changer in the industry um, at the time and then you know, and then Mario Kart 64, which took everything that Super Mario Kart had and just made it a thousand times more exciting and better and fun. Yep. Um, the Mario Party series was birthed on the N64, and I used to, like, my hand used to get raw from <laughs> yeah. playing that game. It was absolutely insane. Uh, Wave Race, which, like, that was the first game I ever saw where, like, you know, it actually looked like real water. Yeah, right. You know, in the game, uh, and it was amazing. Uh, the Legend of Zelda game's on there. I mean, you can't say anything about those games uh, um, in my opinion anything negative about this game yeah i know you didn't like majora's mask, no, but, majora's mask one, but ocarina of time best zelda game ever in my opinion yeah you know i go back and forth between that one and um and link to the past all the time i don't mm-hmm. know which one i like better it's like a it's like a tug of war in my brain <laughs> uh star star fox star fox 64 holy moly Again, i played that game a million times you know i know you never played it but it was i mean colleges across the country goldeneye 007 
was ridiculous for those for the multiplayer because this was one of the first systems, if not the first, to have a four port controllers. You know, four ports on the system. Yeah, no, no, no. It was it was the first one I yeah. believe that had four ports included. Um, you know, other other gaming systems allowed four players, but you had to buy the adapter. You know, yeah, for yep. the extra. Like I remember the PlayStation had the adapter and stuff. But yeah, I mean, like I can't say enough about these. What games. I, I really can't. what I didn't realize uh, that hardware wise, the N sixty four was was powerful was more powerful than the PlayStation. Just the cartridges really never lent to that full capability of the N sixty four. Well, the problem with the cartridges where they could they could not hold enough. Had they had they made the N sixty four a disc system, like they had originally planned to. Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now 40 to 60% off. And women's boots and shoes to finish the look, 50 to 60% off. And upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart Collection, now 65% off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices, exclusions apply. Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now 40 to 60% off. And women's boots and shoes to finish the look, 50 to 60% off. And upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart Collection, now 65% off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices, exclusions apply do mm-hmm. when they had that yep. deal with sony then you know you would have been looking at like you know the super nintendo playstation basically or you know it, we would have gotten a, a nintendo playstation hybrid um which been, would have been you know amazing and uh not only that but i also remember the the you know the price it was 70 bucks a game which back then was a lot of money you know, it's funny. I don't remember them costing. I see. I do remember that. That I do remember. See, I don't. I remember them costing. Uh, I thought they would cost sixty. I forgot seventy. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, it went up against the PlayStation and the Saturn. So, right, and we uh, and we all know the Saturn was un- uh, unfortunate. Uh, you know, unfortunately lost to that. <laughs> um, but the PlayStation survived and put Sony on the map. It sure did. But Num- I love my. Ni- Love my Nintendo 64. It, it's a great one. You know, I, I'm wondering, you think they'll only fit 10 games if they do the N64 Mini? No, no. They because be the, the N- no, 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 because the NES was 30, the Super NES was 20. That's why I'm thinking they're only going to do like 10 games. No, I have a feeling we'll see 20. Even though the Super Nintendo Classic and the NES Classic have the exact same insides. <laughs> right. No, I, I, I'm I'm fairly confident we're going to see at least 20 right. games. Though. We will see. Uh, speaking of which, selling 49.1 million units, the Super Nintendo. Released yeah, uh, August 23rd, 1991. Yeah, I mean, the Super Nintendo, um, you know, in all honesty, I think uh, if Sega Genesis didn't come out before it, I think the Super Nintendo would have sold even more. Um, because mm-hmm. you had that, you had that, uh, that rivalry going on between Sega and Nintendo at the time um but the cool thing about the uh sega not the sega the super nintendo is again um it took everything that succeeded on the nes you know your marios your zeldas it took all of them made new versions of the games made all of them better and we also got a very a very um impactful addition in donkey kong country oh absolutely that whole series and forget even with that 
F Zero, Chrono Trigger. So, uh, you want to talk about RPGs on the Super Nintendo? Chrono Trigger, Super Mario RPG, Final Fantasy VI, Zelda, uh, and then we get started again. Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. I mean, again, Mortal we Kombat. Can, we can go on. I mean, the the system sounded beautiful, looked beautiful, played great. It was up against the TurboGrafx sixteen and the Sega Genesis. And I, I know we're we're a bit Nintendo heavy, but I think the proof is in the pudding. Where you know the, the N sixty four, not N sixty four, the Super Nintendo was just above and beyond some of the other systems in a lot of ways, hard hardware wise. Yeah, no, um, I absolutely agree with you on that. I mean, there was just, I mean, there there, there was very there was nothing to complain about the Super Nintendo. You got a lot of quality games out of that thing. Absolutely. Uh, and then right behind it, number 12, selling 61.9 million units, the Nintendo Entertainment System, which uh, released here October 18th, 1985 for $300. Well, you know, and it's interesting as we look at this list and we see where all of these fall, that you can tell that Nintendo as a company, they're very conservative with what they do. Because, you know, we're in the we're still in the bottom half of the top 20, and... All of their, almost all of their, you know, early, all, all of their consoles are sitting in this bottom half. True, but also, if you noticed, it's their consoles. It's their home consoles. We haven't gotten, we haven't gotten to any of the handhelds yet. No, 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 I understand that, but I'm just saying, in other words, like, you know, um, Nintendo, Nintendo as a company, you know, you can tell that they're, they're always more um, concerned with quality over quantity. Oh, absolutely. They you know, they're not looking to they're not looking to sell the most. I mean, granted, you know, every company should be. That's the point. But in other words, like they're happier with keeping their reputation high so that they sell you know, they sell it obviously to a, a good profit. Very true. Very true. Uh, and of course, it was up against the Atari 7800, the Sega Master System. It was the best selling console of its generation. And of course, Mario, Zelda, Mega Man series, Castlevania series, the Contras, great games came out of the NES. Well, and, you know, and, and the NES is responsible for, you know, bringing the video game industry you know back to life because sure it, it, was, it was it was dying thanks to the crash so you know <laughs> yeah. you if we did, i know if we did not have the nintendo entertainment system we may not have the video game industry we have today very true so currently on this and this number will probably continue to, to go up but uh currently it's 63.3 million units the ps4 being released november 15th 2013 and I will say this, of those 63.3 million, 1 million units were sold day one, which made it the fastest selling console in a 24-hour period. Which is, which is unheard of. I mean, and it, oh, it's day. nuts. And it's currently the best selling console of the eighth generation. Right. Um, at the moment, it is. Yeah. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see how things go. But, I mean, it, it's, it's, I will say this, with the current generation... I think PlayStation 4 found a way to do everything right, whereas I feel like Microsoft faltered um, just a little bit too much when they first came out with the Xbox One. The price tag was insane. I can see that. Um, well, first, first off, they came out roughly around the same time, and the PS4 was $100 cheaper. Yeah. I mean, just right there. I mean, if, if you're going after, you know, you're going after you know, a younger generation, you know, the worst place to try and hit them is in their pocket. <laughs> so, you know... Do you know when these first came out? It's like, do I want a PlayStation Four where I can buy at least one more one game, 
you know, for the same price that I would get an Xbox One. It was just a, it was just an obvious choice. Uh, currently, it's been up against and currently up against the Wii U, the Switch, the Xbox One, and of course, some best games for it uh, was uh, un- the Uncharted, Uncharted Four for this one. Until Dawn, Horizon Zero Dawn. So uh, some good games and still good games coming out on the PS4. Yes, and um, I mean, I just recently bought the uh, the PS4 in July, yeah. so I'm just starting to get into their library, and uh, man, it's 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 a daunting library to play catch up on. <laughs> uh, so now we're going to crack the top 10. So number 10 at 67 million units, and this is where we're going to see our first handheld, the Nintendo 3DS. See, now, when it comes to these lists, like... For me, consoles are always home consoles. I wouldn't consider handheld a console, but I guess, you know, it all depends on your point of view. Yeah, I mean, I guess you just the, the term. I hear what you're talking about, though, because you would call yeah. a console a console, a handheld a handheld. So. Exactly. But, they, you know, I mean, but a rolling along. A system. <laughs> a, a, a system is a system. So uh, yeah, now so you're gonna you're gonna talk more about the uh, handhelds than I will because I'm not I'm not a big handheld lover. <laughs> Some of the best games I'm telling you came out on these. Uh, so the 3ds came out in Japan February 26, 2011, and it the 3DS was awesome because it was the system and the first thing I remember entertainment wise that took advantage of 3D without needing 3D glasses and. Yes, I'm going to say, I'm going to be honest, the 3D fad has passed between movies, television, I think even with gaming. Thankfully. Um, <laughs> uh, but it did it, gr- it did it in a good way. It wasn't 3D like popping out at you. It was more like a depth 3D. You know what I mean? Where it just it kind of looks into the screen. Um, when they redesigned the 3DS, it came out with the new 3DS. The, the problem with the original 3DS was if you want to get the, the 3D aspect to it, you had to look straight on onto the screen if you were even off to the side a little bit it would start to get blurry they even sold for kid icarus 3d they sold a a, an adapter if you want to call it that you would set the 3ds down on it so it would position itself properly so you can get that 3d look with the new 3ds it tracks your eyes so even if you're looking at it on a side you still get that 3d look to it um and it and its biggest competition was the vita so the PlayStation yeah, Vita. And, and you know, with the the 3D, yeah, the 3D thing's definitely over. And I've and I've used the 3DS once or twice. And again, the 3D 3D never works for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I think uh, I don't know what the obsession has been with 3D. Um, I don't know why Nintendo always loves to go back to 3D. Did you not learn your lesson with the Virtual Boy? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, come on. All joking aside, the Virtual Boy, yes, with the one color and and all and the way you had to play it, this was a, a good idea because it, you know it was in color. Um, you didn't need any special adapter for it. Um, but I here's the thing I remember with the 3DS was you want to talk about not you know how the 3DS how 3D may not have done so well. The system was actually tanking at first. I bought it day one. It was $249 at launch. Six months later, it dropped to $169 because of poor sales. And I remember going, son of a gun, I just bought this system. Now, to Nintendo's credit, the the people who bought it earlier, they gave us 10 free NES and 10 free Game Boy Advance games downloaded. Which was was a nice way for them to make up for it. Which is good. Uh, Don't get me wrong. But, yeah... The price tag was just way too high for this, no, especially because everybody had a DS, so it really wasn't. You know, correct. you didn't have to. Ma- you didn't have to make the transition over to it. Well, you would because 
DS games played on the 3DS, but 3DS did not play on the DS. You right, can and that, play, that's what pushed people over. Yeah, and you can play 3DS games in 2D. In fact, most of the games I play on my... Th- I should just get a 2DS, in all, in all honesty. Uh, but some of the notable games, of course, the Pokemon series, X and Y, Pokemon Sun and Moon, Mario Kart 7, the new Super Mario Brothers series, uh, Super Mario Land 3D, Super Smash Brothers for 3DS, which is really cool. So it's got a good listing of games, and if you honestly even... Turning off, well, nowadays you'd buy a 2DS, but even just turning off the 3DS aspect, some of those 3DS games, fantastic. Now, do all the 3DS games play on the 2DS? Yes. Okay, well, Absolutely. that's good at least. Uh, so, number nine with 81.5 million units, the Game Boy Advance, which was released Damn, was... here in North America March 21st, 2001. These numbers are just getting huge. Yeah, now, now they're really starting to jump. Uh, the Game Boy Advance was essentially, power-wise, a Super NES in your hands. Yeah, and considering how awesome the Super NES was, I mean, this you know this is definitely this was definitely a must-own if you wanted a Super NES on the go. Yeah, and it played. It was backwards compatible. It played Game Boy and Game Boy Color games. Um, and if you want to look at the competition that the Game Boy Advance had, it was up against the Neo Geo Pocket Color and the N-Gage. Yeah, so it had no competition. None, even though I wanted an N-Gage so badly. Why? <laughs> it was just, uh, well, back then it was a cell phone that was a video game system. Oh, yeah, I see but that. I wanted it's delight. But I'd rather have gotten the redesigned N-Gage because the first N-Gage, it was like talking into a side. Like you had to talk into it. It was like you're talking into a taco. The way you had mm. to hold it if you were talking into it. Um, of course, notable games on the on the, uh, and, geez, on the the Game Boy Advance. The Super Mario Advance series, which pretty much re-released a lot of the Super Mario games on Super Nintendo. Um, Final Fantasy VI Advance. Zel- the Zelda games. Legend of Zelda, the Minish Cap which I think you can download on the Wii U, I think. But for that Zelda game is one of my top five Zelda games. Really? Oh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. On i got to give that one a shot. No, definitely. Uh, Mario and Luigi series, that's where it started. Advance Wars was awesome. Metroid Fusion. Metroid Fusion. I got pretty much to Mother Brain, and then my stupid 3DS memory card crapped out on me, so I lost my entire save. <laughs> so I have to... It's been a long time. I'm still getting over that before I st- have to start it from scratch. Uh, my, my condolences to oh, you. It was terrible. And Mario Kart Super Circuit, uh, which was a great Mario Kart game on it. We're actually going to continue with the handhelds because at number... Uh-oh. Where are we? Eight? Yeah, I think so. The number disappeared on me. Okay. So number eight is... But number eight. At uh, 82 million units, the PSP, the PlayStation Portable, released now, ha- December 12, had- 2004. I had no idea the PlayStation Portable sold that well. Oh, it was. I remember how popular it was. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, it. The weird thing though about it was, and it lasted a good ten years. Um, it, its only competition was the DS, the original Nintendo DS. Of course, but it used those weird optical discs. I think yes. they called them UMDs. I think it was called or UHDs. Yeah, UMDs, I believe. Yeah, um, and it was just basically a tiny, almost looked like a, a GameCube CD, a little smaller than the GameCube CD, but it was yep. housed in like a plastic holder, so you never really touched the disc. Uh, but what was cool about the PSP is you also were, and I actually owned like maybe three or four 
they released movies movies on it on yep. these umds yeah so if you wanted to take a, if you wanted to take a movie on on the go with you you know if you're traveling or something like that i mean it was it was a great idea uh, but like I said, like I'm more surprised that it, it sold as many as it did. I didn't realize it had that large of a game library. It did. It's, I mean, uh, the God of War series on it. I mean, you can get them now. You can get the PSP games. You can actually get on the PS3. A um, huh. couple of Kingdom Hearts games were on it. Final Fantasy games were on it. Uh, you know, but they were like all those games were like just ported, not ports. They were new games in the series, but this, the games were designed to be on the go so they weren't really in very in-depth mm-hmm. uh but i remember the psp i remember was the first system i used like to listen to internet radio when i was getting ready to go to bed oh I would wow throw a station on it yeah uh i did use it for movies i did play some games on it uh, i was able to hook it up into it was the first system first thing i do it now with the iphone but i i got an adapter i hooked it into my television so i watched some movies on the television that, were you able to play the games on your television too? I, I think you were. I think you were because it was really just a just like a, a video out. Well, if it was a video out, you should have been able to. Yeah. Yeah, but it just it it didn't translate well. Like it, it looked a little choppy on the big screen. Gotcha. I think the way it came through. All um, right. Cool. Yeah. So that 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 was really sweet. Uh, number seven. We're gonna stick with the PlayStation series. Eighty three point eight million, which is an estimated number. Uh, the PS3, which was released in Japan November 11th, 2006, and this bad boy launched at a whopping $600. Yep, and I didn't pay it. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> uh, not only did I not pay it, it's one of the it's one of the very few consoles I don't own. I thought you bought one already. No, I haven't bought the PS3. Ooh, yet. okay. Um, nope, it's on my list. It's on it, my list. Its biggest competition was the Nintendo Wii and the Xbox 360. I remember buying it. I bought it for $600, and no joke, like a week later, it dropped in price. Yeah, that happened to me with the Xbox One. <laughs> but um, I, I mean, some I of the... feel like I was gonna say I feel like this generation. This would be the seventh, right? Uh, should be yeah. Yeah, the seventh generation. I feel like was probably at least if you look at if you look at all the generations, was probably the most successful generation of gaming. Um, because these systems, especially the PS3, like these hung around forever. I mean, in fact, I think is it are they still they're still making PS3? No, games. no, I think they I think they stopped them. I don't think so. No, oh, I thought they did. Okay. No, I think it's still going. Um, I think some of the reasons for the for the six hundred dollar price tag though was also it, it was it came out and it had a Blu-ray player. I think it was the first system to have. Yeah, it was the first console to have Blu-ray built into the system and back then blu-ray was expensive in fact it was cheaper to buy a ps3 as a standalone blu-ray than it was to buy some of the blu-ray players yeah exactly because yeah blu-rays were like eight or nine hundred dollars when they first came out they were insane it was kind of i remember it was like that when we got dvds went from vhs to dvd it was very pricey and then dropped eventually uh, um, trust me. Well, dropped eventually. Jeez, I mean, I I, uh, I can honestly say that I bought a Blu-ray player for thirty-five dollars. So <laughs> Even the uh, the games themselves. Uh, speaking of games on the PS3, I mean, the God of War series. Well, God of War yep. three, um, Metal Gear Solid four, Little Big Planet was huge on the PS. Oh, I remember. All right, so next up on the list, we're at number six at eighty-four million units. The good old Xbox three hundred and sixty. Yeah, and man, 
I think I want to say, like, yeah, my Xbox 360, I have so many games for it. Like, <laughs> just so many. Released November 22nd, 2005. I think the 360 was probably the first system I did not get it. Like, I didn't pre-order. I waited a while before I got a 360. I know, and I waited even longer because I bought yours. <laughs> you should, Dave. Uh, it sold for about $400, and they made a cheaper model for about $100 less. Um, it, I mean, it didn't do so well in Japan, but it did pretty, it did real good here. Well, it was, it was also, a, you know, the Microsoft systems are American made systems. So true, I think they true. always have a harder time selling in Japan. But the cool thing about the three, uh, the interesting thing to look at about the, with the 360 is it out, it, te- it outsold the PS3, but it also came out a year earlier. Yeah, Considering right. that the PS3 came out with a $600 price tag, which you're talking two to three hundred dollars more than this this system it really showed you how much love there was for sony compared to microsoft oh i mean don't get me wrong i mean microsoft makes incredible systems i have them all um you know but it just shows like the you know sony and sony and microsoft have just been they've been the two giants going head to head for now uh you know 15 years oh yeah the 360 was probably the first system to be that all-encompassing entertainment unit that we now have today with streaming, it did Netflix, it did CDs, it did DVDs. I even remember I bought the HD DVD add-on for it. Because as usual, oh. I backed the wrong horse. Yeah, well, that's you. <laughs> I got it for like $30. I, forgot I, I traded something in, and I knocked down the price like $30. Those HD DVDs were fun. Was it, was, it your, was it your virtual? It was oh, not. No, I'm sorry, they would, they would have charged you more. <laughs> but of course... Unfortunately, the Xbox 360s probably, besides some of the games, let's go, you know, Dead or Alive 4, Gears of War series, uh, Viva Pinata, Halo. Halo. Yep. Um, the other thing it's known for was the Red Ring of Death. Yes, and I'm still convinced that, uh, you know, you were trying to take me for a ride when you sold me your 360 because <laughs> I only had it for like a week and I got the Red Ring of Death. So <laughs> you did. It was not long at all, but all sales were final. Some of the home-brewed quick fixes for the Xbox 360 Red Ring of Death, uh, the one I heard of the most was you put a towel over it. Basically, it, the whole That's issue all... was a soldering issue. Yeah. So if you put a towel over it, you're basically cooking the 360, and it's soldering itself. But what I'm reading here, I never heard of this one. Some people would put the console's motherboard into an oven, again, to solder the piece that needed to be soldered. Wow, that's that really is weird. nuts. And its competition, of course, was the PS3 and the Nintendo Wii. Wii. Up next, speaking of which, at 101.6 million units is the Nintendo Wii. Wow. Released, just... yeah, released November 19th, 2006. And you know what? And, and, and rightfully so. I mean, the Wii, the Wii offered gamers something that's really never been offered before at home and for that alone and it was also probably the ultimate family console because they did not just cater this to the gamer oh no this was to the everyday person i mean you know parents grandparents friends cousins people who've never picked up a controller before this was the system for them and everybody loved it it was great it had great you're right it had great simple fun games um not only that it was the first system that had the virtual console for it. Yep. So we were able to download all those classic games. I got a ton of them. Uh, even like from Genesis, TurboGrafx. It was weird playing, 
you know, a TurboGrafx game on the Wii. Like, what? This doesn't make sense. I didn't realize the remotes were Bluetooth. I thought they were just some some weird connection that Nintendo made up. No, that's, no, that's no. Interesting. I don't. Uh, I'm sure you've already read ahead on the on the thing. Uh, I was going to say, do you remember what the code name was for the Wii? Yes, it was Revolution. Oh, I'm sure you just guessed that off the top of your head. I did. <laughs> well, uh, do you remember the do you remember do you remember the code name for GameCube? Dolphin. Yes. Yep. All right, N64. Oh. I remember it being called Project 64. I don't remember what the code Ultra, was. It was. Ultra 64. Ultra 64, yeah. Yep. I, I think that was the name. Oh, no, I think it was Revolution. That's right, Revolution. We were like, when we heard about the Revolution, like, all right, Nintendo Revolution. This is going to be cool. Wait, what's a Wii? <laughs> yeah, what's a Wii? Yeah, and, and then, of course, you know, and, and then on the Wii, you, you got to make your own character, which was called a Mii. Yeah, well, you got that on the Wii. Then the commercial, Wii would like to play. It competed against the Xbox 360 and the PS3 during that generation, and of course, as Nintendo does, they always put the title of the system into the series. Uh, Wii Sports, which is the number one selling game of all time because of this. Uh, Mario Kart Wii Super Paper Mario is amazing on the Wii. Probably, in my opinion, best game on the Wii. Oh, good to know. I've never played that one. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, I think you can download it on the Wii U. Actually, you well, but then again, you know, you also have to realize I just bought a Wii for the first time like two months ago. <laughs> oh, then you could probably find it the the physical copy cheaper than the digital copy. Um, yeah, I was a holdout. Kirby's Epic Yawn, Legend of Zelda, Sky, uh, Skyward Sword, and of course Super Smash Brothers Brawl, just to name a few. Always oh, awesome. And you know, it held for a system that had like was so far behind as far as. The hardware system itself with a Xbox 360 and a PS3. I mean, it was still 480p when it came out. Wow. Yeah. It was, but it was backwards compatible with the GameCube. Well, which was awesome because yep. we were getting we were getting to the age where, um, well, I think PS3 was the first one to do it, and it was the reason why I didn't buy a PS3. Um, PS3s were not backwards compatible with PS2 games. The original ones were. Yes, the the first but, series but, that came out. But yeah. it was too expen it was too expensive for them, and then they cut it out. Yep. Actually, the first like the very first PS3 that came out was backwards all the way back to the PS1. Yeah, I know. And yeah. if I can get my hands on one of those, I have one. I still have mine. Yeah. See, I need to like when I go buy a used PS3, I need to ask for the first generation PS3. Okay, so. Up next, number four at 102.4 million units, the PlayStation 1. Launched uh, in Japan December 3rd, 1994. Now, this is interesting because considering that Sony, this was Sony's first system ever, you know? Mm -hmm. And it just goes to tell you that just how great and, like, groundbreaking the system was when it came out. Um, It's just, yeah, I mean... Wow. I mean, that's the only way to put it. It was just like there, there were just so many games on it that, you know, were memorable. Um, it was definitely far enough ahead of all the other systems out on the market. Just at, yeah, just absolutely amazing all around. When you think of some of the top games ever, they were on the PlayStation. Resident Evil series. Yep. Tekken series. I'm talking mm-hmm. series, not just one game, the series. No, yeah, multiple games. Final Fantasies 7, 8, and 9. Man, uh, Final Fantasy 7 is still probably, like, hands down the best RPG of all time. And then, speaking of single games, uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, probably the best Castlevania, period. Yep. 
Totally agree with that. Crash Bandicoot, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, Spyro the Dragon. Your favorite, Pa Rapper the Rapper? Oh, yeah. Who can forget Pa Rapper the Rapper? <laughs> um, Metal Gear Solid. Oh, God. That that went from run and gun to to stealth. Like, who wanted to play stealth on a video game where you had to sneak that. around and not shoot anybody? Well, Metal Gear Solid solved that problem. Yeah. No, I mean, they're just – yeah. Like I said, if you go back to any system looking for a game, you know, looking for like, you know, like you just said, the most successful games or game series, I think Sony PlayStation has everybody beat. I mean, Nintendo always has their Marios and their Zeldas and stuff. I was like, but Sony just, it was just, it was relentless. I think, I don't know which console has the most games made for it, but. That's a good question. It's a great question and we should, we should find the answer to it, but I would definitely, if I had to pick one system that had the most games made, my money would be on the PlayStation. Absolutely. All right, so now we're in the top. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than Copper Top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than Copper Top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Three. Here we go. Number three. With a total of 118.6 million units sold, they're actually combining these two because I guess they just consider it an upgrade. Uh, The Game Boy, Game Boy Color. Well, yeah, I mean... The first really successful handheld system, like hands down, when nobody was making them. I mean, you had your little Game & Watches and the, the failed Microvision and all that stuff. I was like, but this was really it. Um, and I mean, just the, especially for kids of our age, the whole idea of having Nintendo in your pocket to go. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it was a dream. I remember when I was little, we used to go to a beach club out here, um, Breezy Point Surf Club. And when the Game Boy came, the Game Boy came out well in Japan, April twenty first, nineteen eighty nine. Came here a little bit later. When I like, I used to just be bored because I'm like, I hate the beach. I don't like the sand. I don't like to swim. So I used to be bored when I was there. And they were all the kids my age. But when the Game Boy finally came out, I, that just changed my summers. Changed how I mean, it probably made me more of an introvert because now I'm still playing by myself with a system. But mm-hmm. even without the game link, because you know, I really we didn't for some reason I didn't have a game link, so I couldn't play a lot of two player games with the Game Boy. But we would just gather together and just play Game Boy, trade games, play each other's games. Oh, it was awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, let's face it. I mean, there isn't um, there isn't anything bad you can say about the Game Boy. I mean, it was just, it was just I mean, first Game Boy was kind of what introduced us uh, uh, Tetris. Tetris to me will always be like a Game Boy game, it's even though amazing. I even though it was on NES. Like it was just, my first foray into Tetris was on Game Boy. 
Uh, it was mine too because uh, I my first foray into Tetris was at the Nintendo World Championship yes. and it was on the toy there. Yep. And to think about it, its competition was the Game Gear, a 16-bit. Uh, yeah, it was 16-bit, right? I think so. Um, but no, but I don't think it was maybe not 16-bit, but a full no, color. It was, it was color, but a not full, full color. Si- a full, full color, color system, system, which was you were able to attach a television adapter to it, yep. and the Game Boy was an 8-bit monochrome system, and it kicked Game Gear's butt. Well, I mean, the issue with Game Gear was that it didn't have enough quality games to compete. I mean, Nintendo, again, Nintendo puts, you can see the love that they put into their series. And it extends on all of their consoles. It doesn't matter which console you're getting. You know when you're getting a Mario game, you're getting an amazing Mario game. Same thing with Zelda, same thing with Metroid. You know, so that's why the Game Boy definitely outpaced game gear it just could do it it it, it always comes down to the quality of the games the mario series on game boy yes super mario land little tough you know super mario land 2 and 3 were more fun uh the pokemon series alone was on game boy for the longest time uh legend of zelda Link's awakening again i'm putting it in the top five my top five of zelda games game is phenomenal yeah i mean exactly i mean i mean there's a reason why it sold 118 million, and there it is, right there. So that was 118 million. Number two, at 154 million units, the Nintendo oh, DS. And that's just number two. Yeah, and that came out November 21st, 2004. This bad boy was a 32-bit system, double screen, touch screen on the bottom. This I loved the original DS. Well, I mean, the the DS basically took what the Game Boy did so well and then just upped it a thousand percent. Again, it's one of those things where it was like they went from 8-bit to, you know, you know, they went to 8-bit to 16-bit with the Advance and then jump up nope. to 32-bit with the DS. But again, um, the games. It's always going to come down to the games. I mean, the two, the dual screen was, you know, uh, just a monumental addition to um, the console market that had never been done before. And not only that, but the touch screen as well on the bottom screen. I yeah. can I can tell you from experience from first because I know again, like you said earlier, you're, you're not into the handhelds. I the the first Castlevania game that came out on DS, Castlevania uh, DS. Um, I played that game for hours on end because not only did it take advantage of the dual screen where you had a constant map on the top screen which was very helpful. And that game played like Symphony of the Night, that type of game style. But the the way you were able to use the touchscreen, the way you had to use the touchscreen incorporated into the regular gameplay was just never before done so perfectly, in my opinion. But that's just one game. You well, got- and that, and, yeah, and that's what you got on the DS. What you got is you got a, a unique playing experience with every game because of that second screen. Yep. Uh, then later on, Super Mario 64 DS came out. Uh, the Pokemon games continued on there. The Zelda games continued on there. Uh, I will be honest, I wasn't crazy about Spirit Tracks, uh, Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass was better. Um, and then you got the Animal Crossing. You got one of my favorite games on the DS, which is also the game with the most depressing level ever. Is a game called Elite Beat Agents. It's a rhythm game. Okay. You have to tap the screen and rhythm to the game. They had real songs in it, you know, obviously redone uh, for uh, money reasons. And it was a level. It was the song Chicago. 
You're my inspiration. You're yep. my inspiration. Yeah, that one. Um, and then what happens on the top screen plays out like kind of like a movie. And long story short, the movie is Christmas time. The girl's running after her father, and it's not till the end of the game you realize that he's apparently dead from a plane crash, and his spirit's coming back to wish him happy birthday. It is the most depressing level that you is have awesome. ever seen. Oh my god! Especially I love it because when you start when you start to go off rhythm, like the story changes a little bit. So when you're hitting the buttons, like you see like the, like the kid running up to the spirit of the father and like, it's getting brighter and brighter. But when you start missing, he starts to fade away. It's terrible. Ow. And you, and every time I hear that song, I can't help to be like, like almost like choke up a little bit because there's not a dry eye in the room when you see it for the first time. And they hit that, they hit that chorus. You're my inspiration or the, you're the inspiration. Oh, it is hysterical wow. but so sad at the same time <laughs> and with that number one the number one selling console of all time at a hundred and fifty five million units the playstation 2 now it only outsold the game boy advance by a million but when you think about the competition the playstation 2 had the fact that it sold 155 million just tells you exactly how outstanding this system was. The competition, Dreamcast, the GameCube, the Xbox. Yeah, I mean that's three solid systems. Now the Dreamcast, the Dreamcast sunk quickly, um, but still, you know, GameCube and Xbox were doing well. Um, and again, I mean, it basically took everything that was successful on the PlayStation and just ramped it up. It's part of, you're exactly right, it's part of the sixth generation console, and Ant, you asked a question earlier, I think you may have gotten the answer, I have to assume this is Japanese and North American releases, there were over 2,000 games available for the PS2. 2,000 games, okay, so over maybe... 2,000. Alright, so then, um, yeah, I... I I stand corrected then. Maybe PlayStation <laughs> 2 would be the one that has the most games um, ever. I thought PlayStation 1 might have been. but Had, had a 12-year tw- span, so this system lasted. Uh, I believe it may have been the first system with a DVD. Yeah, it was, yeah. It's the first one to support DVD. Um, yeah, I believe so. Not only, not only... Do you remember Do you remember the original PS2 discs? The, the CDs? They had that blue bottom to it? Oh, yeah. And then... So, the, like, PS2 made their own CDs. I guess, I don't know what the Blue Bottom did. But then they moved into, like, DVDs, which gave them better uh, gaming, So I guess. Uh, but it was also the first one. It was, was it my first? When I went to college, it was my only DVD player. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah. And the series. Let's talk There's, about them. Yeah, we need to talk about the games because, like, this system just... Wow. The the God of War series started. God of War 1 and 2. I love the God of War series. God of War series were awesome. Um, Devil May just, Cry. Devil May Cry. I loved that game. I mean, now there were several of them, but that first one was just absolutely I think, amazing. I think the first three were on this one. Yes. Um, Final Fantasy 10. Final Fantasy 10 was awesome. Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3. Also amazing. The Silent Hill series, which I, w- I never got into, but I do respect that it was a great series. No, it was an excellent series. And then, of course, uh, two of my absolute favorite games, uh, Kingdom Hearts. Oh, absolutely. Kingdom Hearts. Yep. Ratchet and Clank, Sly Cooper, 
Uh, and a game that's not on this list, but it was one of the first PS2 games I got, and I love the game. Do you remember The Bouncer? No. It was an early, early PS2 game. Kind of played like Devil May Cry. No, I remember... Um, what was it called? Um, like, Amplitude was the sequel for oh, it. Oh, Frequency. Was Frequency. Frequency, which was like one of the first rhythm games ever made. I th- um, wasn't it the same company that made Guitar Hero? I believe so. I think so. Oh, those games rock. That was some good music, too, on that. It was like techno. Yeah. Absolutely loved yep. that. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, PS2, It was. it's funny how Nintendo really dominated, like, the top the top five. Uh, well, we could say top ten, but it was really PlayStation 2 that, that wins over the entire thing. Well, you know, I mean, nin- while Nintendo dominated the list completely because they just had more systems. This is you true. Know, sheer quantity. Um, yeah, but, I mean, when it comes down to it, I mean, Sony just had a way. Sony just had a way to just fly out with it, so. No, no, definitely. And, you know, when you look at, uh, Ant's got the, the last slide here, you can see uh, they really kind of like a bar comparison. There's a bar chart uh, of these games. And yeah, just I did the, see that. the jump, like the beginning, like the Wii U, the GameCube, the Xbox, they're all hovering there. They're close to each other. And you get that, that really the first jump is from the, the Super Nintendo, which sold 49.1 to the NES, which sold 61.9. Then the 3DS to the Game Boy Advance. And then forget about it with the Xbox 360 to the Wii. So, Yeah, well, I mean, ultimately, just it comes down to the fact of, like I said, I go, now you have multiple generations buying these things. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, and that's just it. Now more, more and more people, you know, are playing. And with that, you know, the Xbox One, the PS4, they're still out there. We'll see how they do. The Switch is selling like mad. I don't have the numbers right now, but the Switch is doing fantastic right now. That it is. And uh, may it continue to do fantastic. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. You know, maybe in another 20 years, we'll do this uh, We'll do this console, uh, best-selling consoles again. Because if we're still doing the show in 20 years, it'd be amazing. Uh-huh. One of us will be dead. <laughs> oh, boy. What do you got planned for me? Uh, well, I don't know. I'm just being optimistic. <laughs> and <laughs> so there you have it from GameSpot, the 20 best-selling consoles of all time. Well, Larry, since we were talking about the top 20 consoles of all time, I found I found a really interesting uh, piece of information for our "Did You Know" segment. Oh, all right. Um, now, did you? Now we all know that the Sega Genesis came out with multiple consoles, like the Genesis, the Genesis 2, the Genesis 3, where oh, there were yeah. all these yeah. sizes and stuff like that right but did you know that sega designed a genesis sega cd combo into the shape of a boom box called the csd gm1 you know i at first i thought you were going to say the cdx i'm like i've been looking for a cdx forever but i've never heard no. of this thing in the shape of a boom box i just sent you a picture of it to look at and it's just the weirdest craziest looking thing um what is that yeah, so that is the CSD GM1 that plays both Sega Genesis and Sega CD games. That was also a boombox that played cassettes. Where do you put the Genesis? Uh, I'm assuming Cards. there is a slot up top. I thought it was that thing on the bottom. It looks like uh, it could be. No, that, I think you may be right. At the bottom there, at the bottom there, you have the uh, for the cartridge, ports. and then the middle you have the cassette deck, and then on top you have the CD player that also played Sega CD. Games. That is ugly. Yep. Um, they, needless to say, they didn't make very many. They didn't sell very many. 
Um, if you should happen to find one, you are a very lucky soul. I'm sure it's worth a lot of money. But yeah, so um, the Sega CD, CSD GM1, which was a Genesis Sega CD combo, and that is this week's Did You Know? And this week in gaming! <laughs> what do we I, got, bro? All right, Larry. Um, based on that sound, I think we all know what this means. Yes, cheat of the week. Oh, wait, no. This week in Scre- gaming. You mean scream of the week, <laughs> screech of the week? <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Um, nope. All right, we are at this week in gaming. Nice. And um, so we're going to jump right into it. Let's do it. And we're going to start in 1982 on DOS, the okay. PC Blue Diskette version of Pac-Man. The PC Blue Diskette version? I don't know what that means. Yeah, I wonder what that looks like. All right. Burger Brothers Pac-Man. 1982, DOS, Pac-Man. <laughs> uh, we're going to skip a year because nothing came out in 1983. Fair enough. Um, in 1980, well, that might have been the crash year. Uh, in 1984, on the Famicom in Japan, we got Xevious. Oh, nice. Excellent game. Yep. Um, moving on to 1985 on the Famicom in Japan, a game you and I both know very well, Muscle. <laughs> yes. I keep forgetting they made that game. I tried to saw it on sale. I think a chiller, but I didn't have any. I remember that. I I remember the little toys. The toys were awesome. Yes, toys were. Remember, did you have the belt that carried the toys with them? Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yes, I did. Um, moving on to 1986 on the Sega Master System in Japan, uh, a game called The Ninja. Uh, I believe it was about a ninja. <laughs> I would have guessed it was uh, corporate finance. Ah, uh, could be. Uh, <laughs> in Japan, you, in Japan, you never know. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to 1987 on the Sega Master System, boxed with the Sega 3D glasses. Ooh, Zaxxon 3D. Wow. Okay. I, you know, I forgot they have those glasses. Meanwhile, they're on display at the uh, the Retro Gaming Expo. But yep. uh, that's pretty sweet. Zaxxon 3D. Cool. Moving on to 1988 um, on the Famicom in Japan, we got Touchdown Fever. I think it was about football. <laughs> is it better um, than Pac-Man uh, Fever? N- no, no. Wait, which is more contagious? Uh, I have a feeling Pac-Man Fever is. <laughs> um, in 1989 on the Famicom in Japan, U.S. Championship V-Ball, also known as volleyball. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, uh, sports games all over the place. Uh, yeah. Moving on to 1990 on DOS, there was oh. a little game called the Phrase Master. <laughs> okay. Was it like a typing tutor or something? Probably. I don't okay. know. But look, I didn't, I didn't say there was that you know monumental games this week <laughs> in gaming history. I'm just I'm just I'm I'm just calling the games. Okay. Fair enough. Give me yeah, give me a break. Uh, moving on to 1991 on the TurboGrafx CD in Ooh. Japan. Now this was a great game, Prince of Persia. Oh wow, nice. Started that started that whole series way back when. <laughs> Uh, jumping on to 1992 on the Game Boy, which sold okay. 101.6 million units, according to our segment. 116 million. I'm sorry, 116 million units. Uh, but in 1992, they came out with a little game called The Incredible Crash Dummies. <laughs> oh, great commercial, terrible game. Well, yeah, I mean, well, I think any game based on a commercial is going to give you that. Remember well, it Yo also Noid? had the cartoon, actually. It was more... Yeah. Remember oh, the... Yo no- Yo, Noid, Cool Spot Adventures. The Noid is back. He's in the new Domino's commercials. 
You oh, see a why? little. You see a little Noid on, and they have like a oh, like geez. a weird like. Oh uh, come on! Give it up. Rube Goldberg up. machine. Good lord. Moving on to 1993 in Japan on the Sharp X 68000. Oh, nice. We got a game called Rise of the Phoenix. Okay. I hope you got to play as the Phoenix. <laughs> I'd rather play as the Rise. Uh, all you. Uh, moving on to 1994 on the 3DO. Ooh. Uh, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Nice. Okay. Always awesome. Uh, 1995 on the Sony PlayStation. We okay. got Tekken. Uh, one of the ones that really helped that system get all those units sold. Yeah, exactly. All 100 million units. Jeez. <laughs> uh, moving on to 1996 on Windows. Now, this this was a this was a monumental game for Windows, I remember. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator for Windows 95. Yes, that remember was Flight huge. Simulator? I do. I had a friend in high school who played this game so incessantly because the whole point of it was you were literally in the cockpit of a plane um, and you were just charting courses over the U.S. Now, my friend would literally, like he was a pilot, he would plot out these flights and he would print out all the data and all this stuff <laughs> and he would fly like coast-to-coast flights and it would run in real time. I was going to so, say, yeah, like, real time. You would do a six-hour flight from New York to L.A. <laughs> that is insanity. Would, yeah, absolute insanity. Who would want to do a six-hour flight? Well... Wait, hold on. Hmm. <laughs> All right, moving on to 1997 on the Sony PlayStation. 2001, moving on to Sony PlayStation in 1997, Monopoly. Oh, always. Oh, quick side note. I always loved the good Monopoly game. I had it on NES. I remember we'd, we'd play the board game for real, and then we actually translate it into the game to continue. But on a side note, you can look this up on YouTube. Monopoly just came out on the Nintendo Switch. Yes, I saw it in the store today. And the load time? Roughly six minutes and thirty-five seconds to load a Monopoly game. To load the Monopoly game from launching the game to being able to press start. Okay, uh, never buying that. <laughs> Moving on to nineteen ninety-eight on the Nintendo sixty-four, we got NFL Quarterback Club nineteen uh, ninety-nine. That was a good game. I like that game. I actually really liked the Quarterback Club yep. series, and I wasn't a big football fan, but it was fun. Uh, 1999 on the Sony PlayStation, another monumental series, Medal of Honor. Began. Oh, wait, which one? The first one? Just Medal Very of first Honor? One. Oh, I Medal of Honor, the first one. Love Medal of Honor, that first couple, that and Underground, the first two, phenomenal. I'll take your word for it. Yep. Uh, moving on to papers, 2000. All your papers? Yeah. 2000 on the Game Boy Color, uh, Donkey Kong Country. Okay, yeah, they saw it kind of releasing some of those like yep. the, like ports of the uh, the Super Nintendo games. Yep. Uh, moving on to 2001 on the Game Boy Advance, a game I'm sure you love, uh, Gradius Galaxies. Yes, I love the Gradius series. I know you love the Gradius yep. series. and There's just another one there. Uh, 2002 on the Microsoft Xbox, Ooh. Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they kind of re-released it, yeah. Yep, uh, that was one of them. Uh, 2003, PlayStation 2 got, uh, and this was, what, 12 years later? Prince of Persia, the sequel, The Sands of Time. Okay. Probably better than uh, the movie. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Wasn't that, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal? It sure was. Oh, boy. Uh, 2004 on the GameCube, Mario Power Tennis. 
Okay, I remember that. That's kind of started his game, his sports series. Not to be confused with the horrible tennis game on the Virtual Boy. <laughs> Mario, it's moving Mario's on to, whatever that was. Uh, moving on to 2005, also on the GameCube, Mario Party Seven. Okay, that series just never stops. I think they're up to ten or eleven. In now? fact, they're putting out on the 3DS. They're putting out Mario Party Top 100. They're putting out the oh. 100 top mini games. Yes, I you know I saw the advertisement for that in Target, and I had to stop and look at it because I'm like, ooh. <laughs> but I need it on console. And finishing off the list in 2006 on the PlayStation 2, yet another game that uh, was uh, a monumental series and probably arguably the best game in the series, Guitar Hero 2. That was it. You know what? You're right. I would say that's probably the best one of the series. They, that one had the best songs yep. by far. Um, I played that game until my carpal tunnel syndrome kicked in. <laughs> And that is this week's This Week in Gaming. Nice. Good, good stuff. Done and done. Good. I felt like with the week off, we're recharged. We're ready to go. We're kicking it back into high gear. We're kicking it in the butt. Um, sure. If you want to play some Boonga Boonga. <laughs> yes. I can't wait. Well, I may have to. You know, If I'm going to Japan now, I want to go. Uh, if I go in January, maybe I'll see. Are you going to Japan in January? I doubt it, but they just signed Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom 12, and trust me, I'll be looking into flights. All right, well, you look into flights and enjoy it. I have seen my share of Japan, <laughs> so I'm all good. Well, with that, we're going to start to close it up here, and uh, we're going to remember, folks, I mean, you can listen to us. Uh, we say it every week, but by God, it, it has to happen. iTunes, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, we're on Amazon Alexa now. So check us out, subscribe. Yeah. We're yeah. everywhere. Me and Ant, this is the flagship show. I don't care what any of the other hosts say on the More of the Same Network. This is the flagship show of the More of the Same Network. It better and be. You can check Otherwise, us I'm out. <laughs> you can check us out every Tuesday. Uh, of course, the Yin and the Yang, myself and Anthony Chu every Thursday. The Better Half Podcast, which with myself and Frank Messina every other Wednesday. So not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. And uh just subscribe to all of them. Just search your pod, whatever you use, listen to podcasts, YouTube. Just search the show. Search the Retro Gamers. You'll find us. And, of course, our website, theretrogamers.com. We're on Instagram at the underscore Retro Gamers. And, of course, Facebook.com slash Retro Gamers Podcast. And all 600-plus fans of our show, the likes, the follows. We appreciate each and every one of you. And I just want to say one more. Well, and do you have anything coming up before I close? Uh, uh, no, I don't have anything coming up, but I do have to. I do have to say one one really really awesome thing, uh, and it's to Rich and, and Trish, um, who were on our show uh, on the Retro at, Gamers um, a couple at Barcade. A couple of times. Yeah. Yep, at Barcade. Um, but I need to just give them a shout out and a super congratulations because they just completed the New York City Marathon. Oh wow! All right. Yep. So congratulations, you guys. I know that was a bucket list thing for those two. Uh, I'm really sorry that I couldn't be there to do it with them. And albeit looking at the times that they finished it in, it would have been a lot slower than both of them. Um, but uh, congratulations, Rich and Trish, for killing it. Yep, nice. they, you run that rain or shine. Um, but congratulations to the two of you guys. You are awesome. Yeah. You know, next time you're in New York, you're in the city. Remember, you know, you take the D train from one side to the other. It's very easy. Take the Q. You don't have to do all that running. No, you can do the running. Do the running. <laughs> no, honestly, very good stuff on them. Congratulations. Um, Ant, you had your, uh, your 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 walk that you did. Looked like you did really good with that as well. 
Yes, I uh, did the um, I did the um, which we call the Out of the Darkness Walk for Suicide Prevention, yeah. which was uh, excellent. Um, they actually raised uh, over a hundred thousand dollars nice. at the event. Very good. That, uh, yeah, there were about two thousand walkers. Good. Uh, which was really really cool. Walkers. And it was, uh, it was obviously yeah for a great cause, not those walkers. Oh okay. Um, but uh, it was for a wonderful cause, and um, yeah, I, I it was it was great to be out there. Good, excellent. Uh, I've done nothing the last couple of weeks except buy stuff, so that's what I'm doing. Uh, but uh, coming up, you know, we're going to have some great stuff here on, on all shows on the More of the Same Network. And I want to say this because it's going to go. I, I saw it. Victims and Villains. I know we were off last week, so you made it a point to drop two episodes last week. Trust me. We're coming for you now. Now, uh, now yeah, it's I think, on. I, I, it may be time to declare war. <laughs> the Pod Brothership is in jeopardy. Victims and <laughs> villains. P.S. Midnight Cast. Look out, brothers. We're coming for you. Uh, and well, the, even though we're still going to be gaming. Oh, I'm, oh man, am I streaming this week? I think I am. Yeah, am it's I your turn. Streaming? Oh, boy. Almost forgot. All right. Every Wednesday, check it out around 9-ish Eastern Standard Time. I don't know what I'm playing, but we're playing games that we're thankful for. So I got to figure out what I'm thankful for. Yeah, you know, I'm not thankful for anything. So I guess I have to find something. (laughs) And with that, everyone, thank you for listening. And I'll catch you next week. As always. And everyone, see ya. Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now 40 to 60% off. And women's boots and shoes to finish the look 50 to 60% off. And upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart Collection. Now 65% off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than Copper Top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Optimum.